The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at Belmont. Actually, I always screw this up. Email us at access at belmontmedia.org. There's too many ads there, I'm telling you. It's just... Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and simulcasting across all the BMC channels, whether you are a Comcast or a Verizon user channels 8, 9, 28, and 29. And as uh, we always like to remind you, links to these conversations are available on some of your various social media sites. You can follow Time Out for Sports Talk on Facebook and on Twitter at TOSTBMC. Coach Q, he's also on Twitter, and we'll throw his handle up there for the folks watching hey. us on the simulcast. Uh, it is at Q underscore coach. Uh, one of the uh, other Twitter tags that you don't see there is for Marauder Football. That is at Marauder F-Ball. And a reminder that these are all interactive shows. We welcome your participation. So if you have questions or comments <laughs> or anything for the coach, uh, please log into Twitter. Even though it's a dying social media site, it's got to go IG. Coach Hugh, right? It's yeah. all IG now, baby. It's all IG, baby. Well, not here. We're still <laughs> we're still back in the Stone Ages of Twitter. So uh, uh, post to that hashtag. I know some of you folks have Twitter accounts, which we're going to get to in a couple of seconds. Um, but first, of course, to introduce ourselves for those of you that are listening and not watching, I'm Todd Bloniars from the award-winning timeout for sports talk tv show uh airing on the bmc channels and of course he gentleman on the left is bhs belmont football head coach jan cuman hello always good to see you here always please always a pleasure as soon as i can get these audio levels adjusted yep. because i'm like i think we're blowing everybody's ears out on the audio, testing but, testing yeah we probably should have done an audio check before yeah we're, we're in a little rush yeah we're, we're in a little, I'm, little I'm, I'm pushing the pace a little bit yes okay you are pushing the pace which is rare for me <laughs> it's probably i'm sure your players wouldn't say that uh, uh, during practice but probably uh, not not pr- then probably not indeed okay well um yes let's talk about those uh, uh those tweets that you're sending to the hashtag cues for q or maybe that you're not sending <laughs> yeah although we did get one we did we got we did one. Get one at the very end of our last show and maybe they thought they'd try to sneak it in at the end thinking we'd i'd forget <laughs> about it a whole week later but that is not the case it's far no. from it slid in yeah so let's uh so this one actually came from uh, the Belmont football Twitter feed, which is <laughs> at Marauder F ball. Let's give credit to where credit is due, although you'll find out in a moment here. Uh, the question is posted for the coach here is, do you consider cereal soup? Absolutely not. And you actually did reply uh, at the time a week ago uh, when uh, this you said, although your reply should be pointed out as being rather humorous as well, because you said all soups, even cold soups involve heating. Yes. But if it's a hot soup, it doesn't re- probably. No, but what, what I mean oh. is that like in order, to, in order to make a soup, you must cook something, right? Like you have to put something in a pot and cook it. And yes. that's definitely the case even for cold soups like a gazpacho. You know what I mean? Although a gazpacho well, is mostly want, blended up. Yeah, but if you heat up a gazpacho, then it's not really gazpacho. No, but I mean, some, like what, I, what I'm saying is that like you have to cook some sort of thing in order to make it a soup. It doesn't have okay. to be a hot soup. You know, like even like a vicious wise is a cold soup. 
Yes. But okay. you're, you're cooking some stuff up in order to make that soup happen. All right. But now let's get back to the initial the question itself here is who's who out there? Apparently, uh, Marauder F-Ball, the Twitter, hey, <laughs> someone out there is saying, uh, who's ever considered cereal to be soup? I, I like, don't I don't know. I mean, I mean I, one is one and the other is the other. And the <laughs> two have no. I, I don't think I don't think anybody would consider cereal to be a soup. I right. think it's a it's a the question is a little a field. Um, but, you know, people. There's a lot of different people out there in the world, Todd. And, you know, people see things differently. You know, per the window of perspective is unique to all of us. So. You're being much too kind on this. Uh, I mean, I'm looking. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he works for me. So, this is, this is, this is, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, now that there's the secret. Okay. Uh, but no, there man. I mean, are. like, you know, I guess what, what would you call it? Like, if you called cereal a soup, you would call it what? Milk soup? Would it be milk soup or is it why cereal would, soup? Why wouldn't you just call it cereal? Why would you have to call it? And a then soup is milk all? a yeah. soup by itself? Like if you just pour a glass of milk, do you say I'm going to have a glass of milk soup? Mm, no. no. Why would so you? you then it's of then not. it's then it's not soup. Right. It, yeah. That that's my that, that's probably my I'm 100 percent with it. Okay. It's milk. It's all milk right. with something added to it. Well, I'm glad we were here to solve that. <laughs> Pressing issues of, yeah, of modern times. Soup is soup and milk is milk. End yeah. of story. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, that is indeed. All right. So uh, hopefully we will start getting some more questions or comments <laughs> posted uh, to the hashtag Q's for Q. Again, that's uh, you can see it if you're watching us on the simulcast. QSFORQ. Uh, uh, send us some. I mean, we could some football questions might be nice. Sure. Let's, let's talk some football. Absolutely. Here. Let's do it. Uh, boy, uh, that was uh, you know, a lot of things happening uh, in the uh, the game up at Winchester yeah. last week. Uh, for one thing, uh, suddenly uh, the, the summer came to a, even the autumn, the early fall came to a very abrupt halt. <laughs> on Friday night, my goodness, it was cold. It I was actually, chilly. Yeah, I trekked up there to uh, see the guy. I was kind of doing a little incognito scouting yep. for uh, the uh, upcoming uh, broadcast this week. Uh, yeah, no, a, and of course, you guys were facing uh, the Sachems, who were coming into the game undefeated. Uh, have been playing really well. Uh, they've got uh, the senior uh, quarterback, Tommy Degan, great two-way player. And you yep. can actually see that. I mean, he played very well at quarterback as well as uh, from his linebacker spot. He did. Some, he did. Making some big tackles. And I think from one, one thing I had read before the game was that he arguably is probably a better linebacker than he is a quarterback. I can understand <laughs> why with some of those tackles he had. Yeah, he's he a good made. ball player. But uh, this was kind of one of those games, and I, you know, again, I, I don't want this to be a, an ongoing theme, but, uh, you know, you guys played hard. Uh, I could see where this was a little frustrating in some senses, though, and I guess this this time I'm going to kind of twist the theme a little bit from what we did on the last show, uh, because to me there's like I'm looking at this as I went back through my little my, my crib notes of recapping the game to myself, uh, which I could never get stats from this now because I can't even read half of this anymore. But uh, one of the things I could read was uh, a couple times I wrote the words dagger in here, uh, meaning that uh, things turned around fast. And really, uh, right from the beginning, I mean, you guys uh, you guys win the toss and or no, they deferred. Right. So you guys yeah. got the ball first. Um, so first play from scrimmage, there's a, there's an unfortunate fumble and they recover. And then, you know, handful of plays later, uh, you know, 45 yard touchdown drive. Uh, uh, you want to uh, you want to just talk about the opening, you know, maybe the, the first start, what happened on, yeah. the, uh, on the, the fumble play? That, um, that was, uh, nothing happened, man. I mean, we executed that play. We gained seven yards off of it. Right. And uh, yeah. the receiver in question on that particular play uh, wasn't carrying the ball the way he's supposed to carry it. And uh Winchester defender came in there and was able to strip it out. Um, obviously not how it is that you want to start um, any football game. <clears throat> so we, we, you know, we weren't particularly happy about that. Um, but 
you know, then our defense had to go out and play, and it was kind of a momentum play. You know, first play from scrimmage, seven-yard gain, ball comes out, Winchester recovers. I think they scored like four or five plays going downfield on that particular drive. Um, yeah, three and, and a half minutes in, they're up seven. Nothing. Yeah, and so. and that that sort of became a little bit of a wake up for our defense, which which then performed pretty admirably throughout the remainder of the football game. It did, yeah. Well, the remainder of the first half too. I mean, yeah. uh, it remained seven nothing right uh, through the half, um, and then you know, to me, the the second series of daggers came where you know, or the second uh, set, and again, it was kind of almost like a this was more of a direct back to back. You know, you guys uh, do a really nice job after uh, Winchester scores again in the third quarter. They're up thirteen nothing going into the fourth. You guys late in the third started a drive. Uh, that finished up. You, uh, I believe, I have this as a what a seventy-seven yard drive. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You guys and you guys uh, uh, got the uh, the. Or no, that's is that their touchdown? Oh, I'm on the wrong sheet. Okay, I see. I told you I couldn't read this stuff. But uh, yeah, no. So it was a sixty-five yard drive, and then. Uh, yeah, the uh, actually Preston Jackson Stevens kind of made up, uh, you know, yep, with the, uh, catch. The, the touchdown catch. Or, uh, Hubsey, no. Hubsey had, Hubsey oh, had no, the I'm touchdown sorry, it catch. Hubbard. It was yep. Hubbard, right? Yeah, Presto okay. had the big uh, vertical fade ball catch on the far sideline from us, close to the Winchester home stands. Um, that kept that drive going. Mm. Um, there was a really big grab, a diving catch, kind of down the sideline. Um, there was he a had a grab. couple of those because I had one marked in the second quarter. Oh yeah, well. that might have been in the second quarter too. Well, he did. Be, yeah, I might, be, was... I might be disjointed in the game narrative. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I starred the Hubbard touchdown because it was a touchdown. I um, think that's. <laughs> but there was some. Yeah. But you're right. No, he did have a. a Stevens had a, a couple or Presto as you want yeah. to. Uh, uh, so yeah, so I mean, you guys right there. So you cut it to thirteen seven, and uh, your offense showing some life for the uh, first time. You want to talk a little bit about uh, you know the offense? Is it just Winchester just looked so good defensively? And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, first off, obviously, you know, we knew that Winchester was a good football team, man. I mean, they're three and zero for a reason. We'd seen them on film. Um, you know, they they were able to have success against Lexington the week before. Um, so we knew that we were looking at a good a good defensive football team and a good offensive football team um you know for us offensively when we go back there and we watch the film which obviously we've done um not to sound like a broken record man but the execution was everything there was a lot there for us on the ground that we didn't execute um and that was kind of the theme of our film set on saturday was we we can't not do what we're taught to do and then expect good result to come from doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought our quarterback and our receivers did a really good job um, in the air game. Um, that's what kept our offense moving. Um, and our line did a decent job in pass protection. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. But our run execution was poor. And so we really were, you know, remain in this same struggle of trying to find a way to get our running backs going. Um, our answer against Winchester was essentially to become a pass-first team, um, which we did, and we did effectively. So it's nice to know that we have that place to go. Um, you know, those guys kind of in myself uh, also, right, because the buck stops here as it always does. You know, if we're not executing in our run game, it's my fault first. Um, and then we can start looking at the reasons why we're not seeing the success that we're seeing. Um well, and like you said, it's been sort of an ongoing season-long issue so far, uh, trying to get the ground game kind of yep. going. So it's, you know, I guess like you're saying, maybe look, try to maybe create some different sort of blocking schemes or whatnot. And uh, Yeah, again, the issue is not schematic. 
right? I think a lot of times people see stuff like that and think the issue was schematic. It's not. The scheme was right. The scheme was sound. It was the execution of the techniques that are necessary for the scheme to work, right? Mm -hmm. People have this conception of schemes in football as being magic. There's no magic scheme. Everything that is a scheme or is an offense, right, exists as an offense because it works, Nobody yeah, created an offense that says, I'm going to run the wing tee because it doesn't work. I'm going to run a spread offense because it doesn't work. I'm going to run – they yeah. all work sure. against any defense as long as they're executed the way that it needs to be executed. Our issue wasn't schematic against Winchester, and we okay. saw that on film. There were a lot of opportunities in the run game that we left on the board in our execution of run plays, and that's something that has been front and center um, for us – this week it wasn't like wakefield where we just struggled in our that was more of a scheme issue mm-hmm. here we're trying to do something against a team that we didn't we had the wrong scheme in place right redding was more of a same similar thing our technique wasn't where it needed to be and winchester was that too um i'm excited about that because as much as i hate to lose a football game we have the film to see it and it's an opportunity for us to say this is you know i mean i asked my i'm i'm down on the old line right now with these guys so i asked my old lineman like is that what i taught you to do is that how i taught you to down block no coach then why are you doing it is that how i taught you to dig out no coach then why are you doing it is that how i taught you to pull up to guard to frontside guard no coach then why are you doing it right and 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 that's on me not the kids that's on me that my guys are not executing the techniques that I'm teaching. There's something that, that's missing in my execution of my job, right, if that's happening. So for me, it's going to the drawing board and saying, okay, why are my guys not doing that? What do I need to fix in order to make that happen? And that's what this weekend was for me. You know? So, yeah, because they're repeating it enough in practice where they should be able to just go out there and implement mm-hmm. it, you know, come game time. But we got a lot of guys who are new up there, man. I mean, Hoff is really the only returning starting lineman. Derek Brown was a defensive player last year. He really didn't play And with offense. Hoffman, he's also moved over now and taking over center responsibilities. Yep. And that kind of, you know, that's newer. Yeah, I mean, Hoff, is, Hoff is a great lineman. He can go wherever we need him to go, you know. But, like, sure. Br- Brett Westgate is in his first year as a full starter. Mm. Um, you know, Matt Crisafi is in his first year as a full starter. Um, you know, and, and who we had at guard last week with him, uh, you know, Often, uh, 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 Quan, you know, is his, is his first year starting. There's a lot of guys who haven't played a lot of varsity football. And so when the bullets start flying, you know, and this is true for everybody and everything, you know, and it's something that honestly I learned from a movement perspective from my, my business partner, uh, coach, uh, coach Sage is that when the body is under stress, it will revert to what it is that it thinks protects it. And that's kind of what we have going on a little bit on the offensive line. Because we're inexperienced, we're not trusting our technique and trusting that the technique is actually what's going to execute better. We're feeling the stress and saying, oh, well, normally I push things by doing this, so I'm just going to do it. That doesn't work. 
can't you can't do that up front with these guys. There's a way to push, right? And you got to use it. You're, so, yeah, no, you're you're, yeah. Your referencing of Hoffman reminds me of something I want to bring up too. You you couldn't have probably heard it on the other side of the field, but uh, having been at the game, uh, the public address announcer like early in the second quarter made a remark about about Hoffman, and it was more kind of about his dad. He goes, "I can tell after one quarter that Ryan Hoffman is a much better player than his dad." He said this over the PA <laughs> system. On the PA, they yes. must they must know each other. Yeah, I they mean, must, I, well, I, I'm guessing the PA announcer must know. He must uh, know. Ryan's he dad, must know I mean. Tim. I, I yeah, wouldn't Tim. imagine that somebody would say that without knowing Tim. I certainly wouldn't. Well, I think I would argue, as someone who is a public address announcer in his spare time, occasionally, that it's just I don't. know. It's that, bad. I mean, that, I'm that's not, very not to get not to get into that, but I not. am. <laughs> I have never been a fan of any public address announcer who editorializes. Mm. That's not your job. If you want to editorialize, be a play-by-play guy and, right. or a color guy on a broadcast, and you can editorialize. As a PA announcer, your job is to call the game. Seven-yard yeah, exactly. run by number twenty-two. Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. That's, so, that's all I've ever. But heard I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear it. I mean, so. obviously, but uh, yeah. I just since you brought up Hoffman, I had to. I had to bring that up. That's my. That's my rant on the. Uh, yeah. You know what it takes to be a good public address announcer, and that was not it. But, uh, <laughs> not to mention, I also went up to there. I went up there at halftime and told him it's Justin Rocha, and he got it right one time, one time? in the third quarter. Then he went back and called him Rocha the whole game. Oh, man. So I'm calling out you, Winchester oh, PA wow. guy. Hey, I have nothing to do with this. Just for the record yeah, i'm uninvolved no i know i'm just no I'm, i mean i'm uninvolved yes okay yes you can direct those comments to me i will again. those Hughes go to todd you. yes send those to me i got enough problems I'll, no i'll take them on you know because i believe <laughs> he was calling him roca two years ago too when i was up yeah, there for the probably. game then so uh, there you go rant over but i have to uh <laughs> since i yelled too loud i have to fix the uh, fix the levels once yeah, again i gotta do that one more time all right uh and of course we got way off track with uh was i was talking about that second you know so i mean there was so right off the bat though i mean you know you guys fumble on the first play and then a few, you know, three minutes later, they're in the end zone. So, you know, you're at, you're in a hostile environment and you're already down seven, nothing on a kind of a cold, brutal night where it looks like points are going to be at a premium. It turned out they were. And then, you know, there you go in the fourth quarter, you have that great drive, a little over four minutes, 11 plays, 65 yards, uh, the Arno to Hubbard touchdown to complete it. And uh, then you, then you hold them to a three and out Yep. and you get the ball back. And sure then, on, you know, then on back-to-back plays, Arno again looking for Stevens with the uh, Degden gets the interception. Yep. Uh, and then the very next play they run 37 yards touchdown and yeah. you know right there it goes from 13-7 to 19-7 game over. I mean that's yeah. just kind uh, of although the game error. wasn't over. Well actually you're right. We'll, get to, we'll get to that um, in a moment. I'll uh-huh. think that, well I'll say it made the comeback a lot more difficult. But talk about yeah, the, just the, that. Yeah. I mean quick you know move. it was just a bad it was a bad read, you know. Um was that Degden though maybe just jumping it, you know, he nope. just okay. We threw the wrong route. You know, we should we shouldn't have put the ball there, Um, you know, and and that's that the slant had kind of been there for us a lot on that particular uh, route combo set. Um, We'd gotten a couple of catches from Presto and from Hubbard on that. Um, So we might have been a little too quick to go there. Um, And Tommy touchdown, you know, Dags expanded real good and uh, really well and 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 made a good play on the ball, you know, Again, we we have to do the things that we need to do to protect the football and to execute, and not turning the ball over is a big part of that. But at the same time, um, you know, interceptions happen, man. You know, I mean, we should have had one in the first quarter on the far sideline where Chad dropped dropped an interception and hit him hit him in the belly. You know, like interceptions happen. 
These are high school quarterbacks, man. Sometimes they get a bad read. Sometimes they throw the wrong read. Sometimes they make a mistake. I'm not, you know, I, I got a ton of faith in my quarterback. You know, that was a big pick, but he also made a million big plays, you know, to keep us in the game with his arm and with his feet, you know. So for us, you know, we got confidence in our guys. And you got to have a short memory as a quarterback, and you got to go out there and you got to throw the ball with what you see when you see it. It's a really tough job to do, even the great ones, you know. Brett Favre is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football through a whole lot of picks because he's, you know, and he used to talk about it and say, you know, I'm going out there and I'm slinging, man. And when you go out there and sling, sometimes, you know, you sling in the wrong place. And and that's just kind of what happened. It was a bad moment for it, for sure. Uh, and then the, the touchdown immediately off the back of it, which is, seems to be a little bit of an issue for us, uh, that's more of a motivation and, and, you know, effort rebound on the back end of something bad happening. Um you know, didn't do us any favors either. But it wasn't what lost the game. True, right, because, like, you, you guys did, uh, you know, you did come, you know, well, again, this just goes to the effort that, you know, you're always putting forth, but the, you, your players play the full, well, now it's the full 48. Yeah. the full 44, but they play the extra, they play those extra four minutes, just just as full as just they did as the hard. other 44. Amen. You know, so you guys, I mean, the only thing I'm looking at, though, is there's not a ton of time, and you're down two scores after they get that touchdown. But, again, to your credit, you guys march down the field, yeah. and you get right to the goal line, uh, and then, you know, I think there was, did you call timeout before that fourth down play? If I remember correctly, uh, uh, they called it. Or they called timeout. Okay, and then I, I didn't even—I couldn't even tell who was running uh, at that point because I had kind of changed. Yeah, I mean that was that was a tough series. There was a bunch of time left. It wasn't like that drive happened with minutes. There was, minute. four, there there was, was, four, four, there was four minutes, minutes left, left, right? Yeah. So if right. we score right there, we still had enough timeouts to you stop even clock. Deep if you we could, right. we would have kicked deep. We had plenty of time. Um, our defense had been stout minus two big plays really um, all night long. So I don't see that first off as like this, like garbage time drive that we went down the field um, at the end of the game. Like that was still very much a football game. Hence them calling a timeout at the fourth down spot. Um, And we went, you know, we were on the one, we went right back to our quarterback and we caught a tough break, man. I mean, so that was Arno trying to sneak there. Yeah. We snuck twice. Okay. Um, and, um, didn't get it apparently. Um, Okay. So you're saying the spot might have, you know, you guys from one angle, it looked like maybe the ball crossed the plane and, you know, I'm not putting anything out there, man. I've seen, I've seen an image taken up the sideline from the sideline up the goal line mm-hmm. and I've seen our film and I see what I see. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't what got seen. Um, for us, it's a little bit of like, what are you going to do, man? I mean, we can't control that. It's the second week in a role that factors second week in a row that factors beyond our control have played a role in the outcome of a football game. And from our perspective as coaches and players, like, that stinks. But what are you going to do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, if the ref says he didn't get in, he didn't get in. It's not like we have replay or a challenge flag and can't go out there and watch it again and slow it down frame by frame and see him. I mean, so also on top of that is the notion that we had three additional downs to get into the end zone from, like, the seven, you know, and we didn't. So that's on us. That's not on the referees. You know, it's a hard job to be a ref, man. And and I gave that crew a little piece of my mind too. And I, I would apologize on air for, you know, um, being as irate as I was. I was definitely – I usually don't get that way with, with refs as much. And I was pretty frustrated after that one. Um, I was way out on the field and, and uh, talking pretty directly. Let's say that. 
Um, but you know, I was frustrated. I want my, I want my kids to be able to determine the outcome. Um, and from where we were sitting and from kind of people that we had on the sideline who were staring down the sideline with the side judge, we thought we got in, but clearly we didn't. So that, that was the ball game. Yeah. And, and right. And there's, again, I guess where the frustration part comes in because here's a Winchester team, granted they're a good team and they're four and oh now for the first time in, I guess about 20 years, yeah. they've gotten off to this kind of a start. And all like, so, let's be clear, like all credit to them, man. Oh, that yeah, was no, a, no, no. Right. That was a of heck course. of a football game. I mean, but you guys, at least you, you were able to play with them for the sure. whole, you know, and again, you were there, they, there were opportunities and certainly, uh, we're, you know, who we're knows a how. good, we're, I mean, outside of Wakefield, like mm-hmm. that game was an anomaly to me. Um, because of so uh, everything that was going on in our program at the time, right? Um, yeah. we're a good little football team, man. It, it, you know, we're kind of like the little engine that could, um, and we're able to make a few more adjustments here. I said it to my guys, boys, we're and three. Like there's a lot of time left here, man. We got a lot of games to play. All of our goals are still on the table. You know, we can still have a winning record. We can still get to the playoffs. We still get to play Watertown on Turkey Day. You know, and there a lot of the things that are that are preventing us from winning games, we can fix. And let's get out there and fix those things. And let's be excited to get out there, you know, and and fix those things. Um, so I think we got a really good little squad here. I'm excited to see what comes next for us. Yeah, well, what is next is uh, we'll be uh, Lexington uh, this week back at home, back at Harris Field. And, uh, you know, I, I was kind of looking things up on Lexington because I just figure, well, they've always played you guys tough. And I, I know most of the games have unfortunately not been as competitive as you'd like. And, you know, I'm looking this year and, uh, well, it looks like, I mean, maybe there's an opportunity here. They have a new head coach for one thing. Is this someone you know? Because I guess he, he formerly coached at Matignon. And, he used uh, to be my freshman coach. Okay, so you do you know him very well, <laughs> and then and then uh, he went to be the coach at Matinon while while I was obviously working there. So yes, yeah. and Michael, his first job was as a volunteer assistant at Stoneham when I was the DC. Ah, okay, uh, yeah. So I'm looking at them, and uh, they they lost uh, they lost their first three games. They've played four, uh, came back, and actually. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is a case of uh, hopefully they're not getting hot at the wrong time here from from your perspective, but they did put up 56 points uh, in a win against Arlington, and so uh, they're going to be. Uh, you know, they do have a, a new quarterback apparently. I mean, a lot of new players. I mean, we certainly know about all the the very talented players that have gone through the, the Lexington football program the last you know handful of years, and uh, so there's going to be a lot of new faces. But hopefully, again, the way you guys are, are playing, and you know. And, and, playing and competing that the you know, game that's going to be a, a winnable game a game that's out there for you guys to hey i mean i think for this football team like i know that it sounds crazy coming off of zero and three like every game we've played is a winnable game right like we could have beaten wakefield we didn't we could have beaten reading we didn't we could have beaten winchester we didn't right so like there's those are three pretty decent little football teams in there man yeah. um and we've we've rolled with all of them um except for wake which we again we should have we just laid an egg. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, we're definitely not scared of anybody. This is not a, this is not a team to be scared of anybody. Uh, we're definitely not scared of anybody, man. I, I really don't care what Lexington has done in the past. Um, the past is the past, you know, we have, we have our, our future right here and, you know, they have some things going on. They got a really talented running back in Mason Hadfield. Um, you know, that kid's a stud. Uh, we got our work cut out for us. I mean, they're a significantly larger enrollment school than us. They're a Division One school. They got you know about 
23 or 2400 in there um so they're gonna have more numbers they're gonna have a bigger squad you know we have to be a good disciplined physical football team and and you know not to delve into the coach speak too much but we have to just go out there and you know and hit and execute and tackle and do what we've been taught to do and align right and assign right and make the you know detail oriented plays um and uh, yeah i mean i absolutely think that this is a winnable game for us so that's how we're kind of taking it um let's do the things that we need to do in order to be successful we'll wrap up with this then coach uh, i mean obviously you you're not frustrated i know we addressed that a little bit last week as well but at 0 three now, are some of the are the are the players getting frustrated? The fact they're playing hard, and you know, and the games are there, and they're just they're no able- man. One of our basic mentalities, and and I got to interact a little bit with uh, Scott Zwick, who who does some work for Winchester uh, Public Access and stuff like that, and he came over and interviewed and talked. If you love to play football and you love to coach football, you coach it the same way when you're three and zero as when you're zero three. And it feels the same to go out there when you're 0 and 3 or 3 and 0. And I subscribe to that. I've always subscribed to that. It doesn't mean that I don't want to win. A lot of people hear that and say, like, oh, he's not competitive. No, man, I want to win all the time. I love winning. Um, but we have not had a ton of trouble in our program, and it's it's been something that we've had to do, um, keeping our guys motivated to play this game. Man, anybody who is is motivated when it's good and unmotivated when it's bad is false. That's just a false. Your love of what it is that you're doing is false because then you, what you love is success, not the process, not the sport, not the camaraderie, not the lessons, not whatever, you know? Um, And for me, over the course of my career, one of the main reasons that I coach high school ball instead of coaching at a different level rests in in that love, man, and that purity. You know, it's 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 where sports can be for me. I'll say as an opinion, it's where sports can be most true, right? Um, some of the greatest memories of my coaching life here at Belmont have come in dark seasons, man. I mean, we knew what we had to do when we took this program. You know, we knew that we were taking a program that was one in 21 over the two previous seasons, you know, and that (laughs) motivating kids to play when things aren't necessarily great was going to be a part of what it was that we had to do. And I would say that that's one of our, our, our strong points. Um, one of the things that we need to learn a little bit more how to do as a program is, is how to win, um, and how to be successful, you know, cause you kind of see it a little bit in us when we start to feel that success or get that success, it, it bites us a little bit. You saw it last year when we started out two and O with big wins against Milton and Framingham. And then like coming into Woburn, you know, you saw that kind of lack of effort, you know, that, oh, well, we're 2-0 and and they're 0-2, so that means we win. You know, nope. Uh, a, a winning mentality, teams that are accustomed to winning, they don't do that, right? That's that's when something is new to you. And we saw it a little bit with Redding. That was the first time in my career against Redding at Belmont that we went into the half with a lead. 
So this notion that this is something that guys can just become accustomed to and do, this is all learned, man. Everything is, is learned behavior. Um, and we're learning how to, how to be accustomed to that and also how to, how to do the work uh, year-round that needs to be done in order to be a successful program. Um, it's all part of a much larger much larger process. So, you know, I'm sorry to go long, but man, like I, I love to coach ball. Um, no matter what, no matter what. And, and my guys love to play ball no matter what. And that's kind of one of our stock fundamental principles. And if you don't, I don't take it the wrong way. It doesn't mean that you're scared. It doesn't mean that you're a coward. It doesn't mean anything other than this, this isn't the sport for you. You need to go find something that fulfills and sustains you when you're succeeding and failing because uh, that in the most Emersonian sense is what the universe means for you. Well, you know, coach, you know, we love having you here too. You give us BAFO ratings on these uh, podcasts and simulcasts. So out of our 150 people check out last week's show, I'm sure it's going to be close to the same number this week. So yeah, I can't he, tell he's if it's, the ratings I can't, monster. I can't tell if it's like but, love of me or hatred of me that drives that. I'm hoping well, the isn't former. Well, people who live to sports radio, like half the people like hate the host, the other half love the host. So you're, maybe you're <laughs> polarizing, but you're, you're getting, you're bringing in the audience. So that's, uh, but you know what, getting back to what you just said, if there's anything I can learn, it's the when I say one last thing, coach, I need to have a little bit more than like a minute and a half. Yeah, left that's probably going to be about of a lot of time. You know, my staff on right, team I dinner know. speeches I, takes an over right. under. They bet they take a line. Yeah, they set they a do. line oh. and then they take an over under on. Am I going to go over and under on that line? And they usually bet like brownies or something yeah. like that. The next time I do one of those Columbo, one last thing, coach, I got I got to have like five minutes left. On the the under pays better you know, odds right. than yeah. the over. You yeah, got more definitely. of a chance of me going over than you do. Going definitely over. for sure. Well, coach, uh, good luck this week. We're going to be broadcasting the Thank game you. on VHS Sports TV. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll also root for some nice weather. I'm hearing uh, some potential yeah, uh, some it's gonna, it's gonna rain and wind. But rainy, good, and, yeah, but hopefully the rain. Rain is a more of a morning thing, you know. I hope so. I hope so, definitely. Of I course, as we uh, as we wrap up another week, coach will check the the quick five day forecast for us here as we're uh, wrapping up uh, a little bit long. But uh, that was again that was that was that's something I got to learn. That's my learning process right there. But as we wrap up this week, I just want to remind you. Oh, do you have the five? Did you, you want to say it now before I'm, we get? I'm it? sorry, I got a really an interesting text at that moment, and I zoned out for a oh, second. Well, that's what five okay. were we talking about? Oh no no. Oh no! I see in the five-day forecast. I was oh joking. no, that's what I was. That's what I was going to look at. But you at. got interrupted by a I very got interesting text. I mean, the five-day gonna... forecast is rain, 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 rain. But yeah. that that doesn't necessarily. Right. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow it's going to rain all day. Yeah, right. So we'll there's there's a coastal storm that's going to be uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like through the weekend maybe. It is what it is, man. Football. Well, it is, is uh, oh, absolutely. Fo- football plays all weather, so we're it ready is, to go. No question. Okay. Well, anyways, we wrap up this weekend as we run long again. Sorry, Jeremy. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, it's, you're gonna have to fit it in anyway. But we want to remind you that all of our podcasts with Coach Q can be found online at BelmontMedia.org/slash. Uh, podcasts. They're also on SoundCloud.com. I, you should have the SoundCloud app on your phone anyway. It's a free app. Like, why would yes. you not have it? Um, so listen at your convenience. You, again, download it free of charge. And again, don't forget to send those questions to Q's for Q, not whether cereal is a soup or whatever. Let's get some good football yeah, questions. Do better. Do better. Yeah, yeah, we need better questions. That I'm talking to you, Marauder. <laughs> right so anyway, until uh, until next week, as I try to bring up the music. And guess what? We have closing music, Coach. Hey. You don't have to. You don't have to hum it yourself da, this da, week. Da, da. I, we have a battery on the laptop. Who knew? Anyway. Uh, so, well, actually, we have it plugged in, really. That's the story. But until next week, for Coach Yu, I'm Todd Bloniar saying, as always, go Marauders, and thank you for checking out the TOSD podcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.